Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast live from Four Peaks in Tempe here in Arizona. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, we're hanging out at Four Peaks. Come hang out. Let's talk some Cardinal football, Bo Brock, and boy, oh boy, is there much to discuss? Yeah, it's the uh, Sean Payton interview eve tonight for the Arizona Cardinals. Just think about it. Just miles from here in Tempe, they're at the facility. They're hanging their stockings uh, right there for Sean Payton. They're getting the Four Peaks chicken tendies and the kilt lifter beers out for old Sean Payton Claus to come in and presumably have a, an interview about yeah. coaching this team next year. But there's absolutely zero traction from you know any betting sites, yeah. the, the sharps don't think anything's going to happen, no. and all the insiders don't believe that there's any traction for Sean Payton to coach in 2023. I've never seen anything like it. On the eve of the biggest interview, I would say dating back to when Peyton Manning came to the Valley in 2012, before inevitably signing with the Denver Broncos. On the eve of that, the odds of Sean Payton becoming the head coach have gone down on DraftKings. <laughs> they were roughly plus 300, maybe plus 250. Within the last 24 hours, they have gone down significantly to plus 750. You've got Albert Breer. You've got Rapsheet. You've got Tom Pelissaro, Mark Galifaro of NFL Network. You're just making up names now. We're going to mix and match. (laughs) The messaging stays the same. Everybody assumes Sean Payton is going back to Fox. Zach Galifianakis, uh, Steve (laughs) Buscemi. I don't know. Why would Sean Payton, why would the Cardinals invite him here and go through the dog and pony show if there wasn't an opportunity to make a deal. We have heard, Bo Brock, the Denver Broncos, according to uh, Benjamin Albright. Hold on. I'm not ready for this laugh right now. What? I'm not ready to just belly laugh at who the – who the Broncos are now in bed with as far as coaching their team well, I'm next just year. Saying okay. It's it's dead and buried, it sounds yeah, like it with is. Sean Payton. It's yeah. not gonna happen. Whereas that's stark contrast from three to four days ago when you've got washed ass Russell Wilson calling <laughs> Sean Payton directly. He had an interview that being with Sean Payton with Carolina that lasted multiple hours. They're pivoting to Frank Wright. Now it's the the only thing that's left between Sean Payton and Return to Fox is a is a get together with Michael Bidwell, Monty Austin for if it's dead and buried, why even have that? What are they doing? There he is. The GM, he's in the conversation. I, you know, it's it's the weirdest kind of um, just decline. I, I mean, Sean Payton was the front runner as far as his fan base is concerned 
They got a little uh, scared off by the sticker price on Sean Payton, and it hasn't. They haven't gotten back, right? Yeah. They they thought that he was a shoe in to become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, and ever since then, I feel like this fan base, at least the organizations that also had coaching vacancies, had pivoted and kind of did they just fall in love with other candidates, or was the asking price too high for Sean Payton, or somewhere in between? Because that's boring. Somewhere in between is boring. I wanted either or. Yeah, it sounds like per multiple reports that teams have balked at not only Sean Payton's ass, but the New Orleans Saints. And listen, Sean Payton, whether he's a coach next year, he goes to Fox, he's going to be a wealthy person. I think the individual, the franchise that looks the worst amongst all of this is the New Orleans Saints. The Saints who have seen a template by the Cardinals, among other teams. Bruce Arians went for what, a late day three pick? Yeah. You do right by the head coach that had success for you. Sean Payton has made it clear he's not coming back to New Orleans to take Dennis Allen's job. So for the Saints to come out, Mickey Loomis, and have the goal to say, we want multiple ones, we want a one and multiple twos, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, bullfucking shit you will. <laughs> We're trying to expedite a rebuild. Sean Payton's a great coach. He can't come here and manufacture talent. We need our draft compensation. And now you've got everybody involved with the Saints carrying the water for ownership saying, oh, man, this may not work out. That's really too bad. We're going to have to go through all this all next year. No shit you are. You guys overplayed your hand, and teams, you know what they're saying? I'm going to pass because the longer we get away from the end of the season, the easier it is for teams to talk themselves out of Sean. As great as he is, I can say Dan Quinn, elite defensive coordinator this year. I can say D'Amico Ryan, ass kicker. I can look at Frank Wright. He's had success in the mm -hmm. NFL. You know, Brian Flores, who we're a big fan of, he was in the NFL coaching this year under Mike Tomlin. The longer Sean Payton is out of coaching, and it sounds like he'll be at least another year out if he doesn't take the Cardinal job, I think this is closely mirroring what went on with John Gruden. Right. Well, th does this kind of put you in a position where the Arizona Cardinals, they have the ability to say no, but they need to seriously look at what the future looks like with Sean Payton as their head coach? Because I think the, what we've just outlined here as far as the Denver Broncos and the chaos that's ensued over the last 48 hours as far as who they might be targeting at the for, at the head coaching position and it's not it doesn't seem like it's Sean Payton. Carolina doesn't seem to be in the conversation. Houston, Colin Cowherd just absolutely just eviscerated them by throwing shade on them that this this organization couldn't even do a Zoom meeting correctly. Right. They looked dysfunctional on Zoom. And you would only assume that Sean Payton's had one meeting via Zoom, and that's with Houston. So they're out of the running. When you look at the teams that are in this thing, did the Arizona Cardinals, are they the, the standalone as far as one team vying for Sean Payton's services at this point? And when you look at the future of this team or being able to expedite a rebuild, sure, it's nice to have draft capital to do that. You're going to have to you're going to have to part ways with some sort of draft capital. Yeah. But I still believe, I'm, I'm still not going to get out of the my own way here and say that he's not their best option. It I is. think he is. And I think fans, even though the fan base, I would say to some extent, ha have soured on Sean Payton because we're excited about the trajectory of the Cardinals. You bring in an external GM that's well-respected. You steal one of the top college scouting prospects or personnel guys from the Detroit Lions. Yeah. You're going all in with externals. You're doing everything that we ask. So if you don't get Sean Payton, it's not the end-all, be-all. With that being said, Sean Payton, I would argue, makes you a contender immediately in the NFC. Mm -hmm. He allows you to elevate the career of Kyler Murray. And, you know, with all due respect to Dan Quinn and Brian Flores, they, they don't have that same pedigree. They can't come in and immediately make Kyler Murray work again to the highest capacity. You're going to be reliant on an offensive coordinator to be determined, TBD. So, again, I don't want to get lost on the fact that you got to pay him a pretty penny 
and you got to give up compensation to the point where you don't want Sean Payton. However, when you've got media outlets reporting, Bo, that it's basically a lock, he goes back to Fox or it's looking that way before he even interviews with the Cardinals, that, that tells me there's some disrespect there, that this is not taken seriously. But then you've got Benjamin Albright, who kind of counters back at that, mm-hmm. saying that Sean is going to have to convince the Cardinals. Who would have thought that there'd be a, a, an opportunity back when we were talking about this in November that Sean Payton was going to have to come to Glendale, come to Tempe, and go up to Michael Bidwell and say, let me convince you why I'm the right. guy for the job. Well, I thought we were going to be talking about how Michael Bidwell and Monty Austinfort, the Cardinals' new GM, were going to have to, how they were going to persuade uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. But then, yeah, I see Albright, who's dialed into this thing, probably more so than most insiders, and, and he's saying that Sean has to has to try to get to sway Michael Bidwell and Monty. That yeah. that's shocking to me. Isn't that crazy? I, but here's how things get simplified, right? The, the asking price for the Saints needs to drop significantly, and then you find a, a better salary, right? Yeah. Are those the two points of contention? Is that's what is that what is keeping Sean Payton from being on the sidelines next year, or is it just? Hey, you know, I'm going to just, unless somebody overwhelms me, unless somebody completely just changes my mind on what this organization is about, for what I already kind of had preconceived notions about going into this, of the five vacancies, I'm probably just going to go back to Fox. That's my safety net. It's not a good look for a couple different reasons that you've got the media carrying your water that you wanted either the L.A. job, one of the two L.A. jobs, or you wanted the Dallas job. So how, how are the Broncos supposed to take that? How are the Cardinals supposed to take that? And then supposedly you're putting together this all-star staff that includes defensive savant Vic Fangio, which, by the way, the Miami Dolphins could hire him at any moment to become mm-hmm. their new D.C. So is that even on the table, Sean? Are you just going to these interviews and you're, you're trying to be courted or swayed? Are you putting your feet up? I wonder if there's some humility with Sean Payton tomorrow when he gets to the desert. All this has come out. It's not a great look, right? You've got Benjamin Albright, among others, saying the teams have kind of soured on this. Soured on this process, right? There are other quality candidates to be had. So I wonder if this is telegraphed. Let's go to that angle for a second, Bo Brock. That maybe this was always Michael Bidwell's plan. Go out and see what kind of offers you can get. Right. The compensation. You do us last. We'll come in last and we'll have a, a meeting of the minds. Let us get a GM. Let us get some personnel people. We'll prioritize that. You prioritize other teams. Mm-hmm. And then toward the end of January, we'll reconvene. Is we'll there a possibility the, we'll that's We'll be the happening? cleanup hitter, right? right. We'll, we'll knock it in. Yeah, we'll knock you in. We'll, we'll get everybody home safely and, and lots of runs on the board. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that seems like that's the that would be the smartest play, right? It never made sense to be the first to talk to him because it never sense, you never kind of got the sense of urgency yeah. for Peyton. He's like, oh, well, I'm just going to make – the decision right off. Whoever I talk to first and they blow me away, I'm, I'm going to sign on the dotted line. Yeah. You just never got that, that he was going to turn this into a process. The entire coach hiring process has evolved this offseason. I mean, you went through the past hirings for the Arizona Cardinals and even Bruce Arians, it felt like it took an eternity, right? There's part of me January that's still, 8th. Yeah, there's part of me that still felt like we were waiting for that hire to happen. <laughs> and like now we're sitting here and it's January 25th. It's uh, It's unbelievable. Um, but I, I still hope that there is a part of the Arizona Cardinals organization, and, and especially the, the decision makers and Michael Bidwell and Monty, Monty Austinfort that want to make this hire. Yeah. Because it would be the best way forward for the organization with it, their head coaching spot. I did see in the chat, you guys are killing it today. Mickey Loomis has joined us in the chat. <laughs> and he said, well, we will uh, we'll take – you can have Sean Payton just for the uh, the asking price of the third overall pick. Mm. 
I think we can probably hold off on that one. What what else you got, Mickey? You want to you want to negotiate? We'll do that for you can right I here. Can you shoot a Rondell Moore and maybe a bag of balls, <laughs> Mickey Loomis? Hey, Mickey Loomis, nice leverage. Not. Hey, Mickey Loomis, counting your draft picks before you acquired them. That's a great play. Other teams have moved on. Man, if Michael Bidwell were to pull this off, the, I think the the perception of Michael Bidwell would would have taken the ultimate 180 from the end of the season to now. You let go of Cliff Kingsbury. You eat the contract that he is Steve Kime, right? You say all the right things in the opening presser, even though you've got media saying co-GMs and Vance Joseph and blah, blah, blah. And what does he do? He's gone external, external. He's about to go external mm-hmm. again. This this would be a monumental, I would say, occurrence for the state of Arizona, Arizona sports. If you were to lure Sean Payton in here and swoop in, you're paying probably 75 cents on the dollar when everybody thought Sean Payton would have all these suitors and then there's the Cardinals waiting in the wing. You think about, Bo, the teams that he was connected to, that he showed interest in back in October and November when we got those reports. Who was it? It was the Dallas Cowboys. Right. It was the L.A. Rams slash the L.A. Chargers, and it was the Arizona Cardinals. Correct. And there's one team remaining, and it's the team that's made the most sense all along. So everybody wanting to sell their stock on DraftKings, Sean Payton plus 750, hang on a second. Just take a beat. We're not out of this yet. So is it smart money there, right? Is is that there's some value there, right? Well, Do you believe that? I mean, the fact that they haven't had the conversation. This is, I think, this is the peak chaos of the coaching carousel to twenty or twenty twenty three, right? It, I love it. It can't get any crazier than this you, because when you look at it too, they they have set themselves up as far as the conversations that they've had and and just just connecting the dots through reports and just kind of wa- look, watching how things have played out. The candidates, the teams they're associated with, the timelines, the interviews. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, if they say, it was great to meet with you, Sean. Thank you so much for coming out to Arizona and talking with us. But I think we're going to go in a different direction. That they have some really, really solid candidates that aren't going to be, in, that that they're going to be in, in at the forefront of to talk and sign to. Yeah. Sign to a, to a deal. I mean, because if, if, I mean, you look at Carolina. Frank Reich has emerged there, as you said earlier, right? You got Frank there, and you Steve Wilkes. You've got Denver, who's trying to pivot. We're hearing David Shaw, the former Stanford coach. We can't wait to laugh at the the Denver Broncos. David Shaw, they're trying to save this thing as far as you know. Reports of D'Amico Ryan's could still potentially be in play there, and then you've got uh, Dan Quinn, obviously in that conversation. You've got Houston, who I think is a heavy favorite for D'Amico Ryan's. You heard some interesting stuff from our guy Zach at DMVR as far as just how entrenched he is with that organization. And it, it, it's beyond, it transcends actually Texans football. His wife is from Houston. So yeah. there's lots of things there that he, he spends his off seasons in Houston. Like right. D'Amico Ryan's, if he gets offered that job, right. is going to take that job. And I think anybody who's holding out hope that D'Amico Ryan's could end up in Arizona. I'm going to tell you right now, that's dead and buried. We've been telling you that for a couple of days. It just, it wasn't meant to be. Right. They couldn't and, get the interview in. And then you've got Indy, which is a complete, just, three-ring circus. I mean, they've well, got Jeff Saturday for a second interview. They love Raheem Morris. They, they, they're just barking up trees that the Arizona Cardinals have no business with. So the Arizona Cardinals are sitting here where they could, they're going to have a conversation with Sean Payton, yeah. which we've all been waiting for. And even though so so many of us have soured on him, you've got Brian Flores with his, his ties to the new GM. And yep. of course, Michael Bibwell loves him and, and Adrian Wilson reportedly loves him. And then you've got Dan Quinn who just wined and dined last night He's still here, by the way, I mean, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, 
that that's a that's a pretty deep list of very impressive candidates it's, it's beyond the, Sean Payton. It's the A-listers, and we wanted them to be involved with this group. And speaking of this group, I mentioned you can get the odds right now on DraftKings. We're going to talk about the odds and the ever-changing coaching carousel. But right now, I want to remind everybody, DraftKings is where you want to be. we got four NFL teams remaining, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on DraftKings with the playoffs and with DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're counting down to Super Bowl 57 and new customers. All you got to do, lay $5 down, slam that promo code PHNX, get $200 in free bets instantly. Take a five spot, throw it on any game this weekend. You don't even have to win, not the spread, not the money line, any game. If you're a new customer, PHNX promo code, you get $200 in free bets um, right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's never been easier to sign up. Minimum age and eligibility res- restrictions apply. Both see those show notes for it. Details. If the Arizona Cardinals are smart, they bring Sean Payton here to Four Peaks they for do. their meeting. Uh, I had a delicious chicken beer beer bread today for my meal. I had nice. the sweet potato fries. Had a wow wheat. Uh, it was unbelievable, and it's it's tough to beat. You bring Sean Payton here to. To, to kind of figure out a little something, a little history about the great state 48 and its best brewery, Four Peaks. I think that you're going to put him in a position, maybe get a couple kilt lifters in him, and, and he, maybe his asking price comes down a little bit. Maybe yeah. he's feeling, feeling really good and, and ready to maybe make a little sweetheart deal with the Arizona Cardinals. But the one thing you could do is get a sweetheart deal coming here to Four Peaks. Get yourself some great beer, some great food. I know our entire staff had the chicken tendies here. They think they're electric, but the menu is beyond uh, great. So many fantastic. Emma's showing me a, 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 chick, a chicken strip right now, almost threatening me. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is this is it right here. She's going to put it up in front of the camera and you're going to see just unbelievable beer breaded chicken strip. That is it just goes hard. It's delicious. You can get it with the fries. You can get it with whatever you want. Maybe a side salad. You get the basket or you can get whatever you want. You can get a poke bowl here. You can get a turkey club. The Italian beef beer bread's unreal. Unreal. And then, like I said, the all the beers. It'd be tough to find. You got the just all, everything on tap. They got all the the bourbon barrels in the back here, which are unreal. Where they bourbon age some of these beers, and they're just so smooth. Get yourself a couple of those, and you're having a great night. Come and join us at our next last Wednesday. Come down right now and get yourself a great meal and great some beer and have some great vibes and talk to some really educated sports fans about who the next Cardinals head coach could be or the Suns winning streak or, you know, the Coyotes. And for whatever reason, they keep winning hockey games. <laughs> Dan Quinn, I think at some point it's going to be a four peaks. I don't know that for, <laughs> for a fact. I may just have made that up. But eventually, if he gets this job, I guarantee he's going to be out of four peaks having a good time here in Tempe. Let's talk about Dan Quinn. Okay. Because I think there, there is a freight train from hell, and he's a bald man from the Dallas metro area. Dan Quinn right now visiting with Michael Bidwell and company, CBS Sports, saying there is momentum potentially that he could be the Cardinals. Don't throw up. Mm-hmm. 100 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We still got our guy, Brian, at plus 115. But you know Michael Bidwell. He loves men. Rod Graves, <laughs> Steve Kime, Ken Wisenhunt, right? Cliff Kingsbury's the only outlier there. He, he could come in here, Bo. I'm going to tell you right now, there are worse things in life than to have Will Anderson, a.k.a. Micah Parsons 2.0, and Dan Quinn ready to beat some ass from Kyle Shanahan and Pete Carroll, his two former head coaches slash coordinators. They don't want to see Dan Quinn in the NFC West. I can tell you right now, Dan Quinn 
If he were to take this job, number one, it would give legitimacy to the Chais. Dan's got options. Dan's in Denver. He, they want him back for a second interview in Indianapolis. Albright and company saying that he would be a tremendous fit here. Think about the deep personnel with Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. If you want to get the most out of the players that you've drafted in the first round, I know you don't love Dan Quinn, right. but I'm trying to sell Bo Brock on the idea that there, there may not be a perfect candidate outside of Sean Payton, and he comes with his own set of caveats. Mm-hmm. I, I'm warming up to, to the D, DQ. Give yeah. me a little bit of DQ soft. Uh, I, I'm friend zoned him so far. <laughs> I just I don't I don't love him. I don't. I know that he's good. I know he's a very he's a solid candidate. I understand why he's getting all these interviews. I understand why he's getting all these second interviews, and why he's a very intriguing candidate for. All five of the vacancies. I yeah. absolutely agree with it. You know, what he was able to do and, and finally kind of break through the glass ceiling for the Atlanta Falcons and get, you know, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and those talented rosters, you know, deep into the playoffs, including a Super Bowl appearance. I get all that. That's fantastic. But then you look at how his, his tenure ended in Atlanta and post 28-3, the collapse in the Super Bowl, it wasn't all that impressive. They became parodies of themselves. They couldn't hold leads. They blew leads on a regular basis, leads of 17 points. Of course, the 25-point lead they blew in the Super Bowl. They blew a 20-point lead. The Dallas Cowboys, I think if you're going to get Dan Quinn, but this also goes with the other candidates here, including Brian Flores, even if you get in, into the conversation with D'Amico Ryans, yeah. that you have to find somebody on the offensive side of the football. You have to find somebody. You have to have the idea in your mind right now because all, outside of Sean Payton, it's basically defensive guys. Yeah, about, who's your guy? How about Dan Quinn once upon a time having the foresight to hire uh, a legacy offensive coordinator to lead him in, in Atlanta? I would say right, but when, it, when he got Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. in Atlanta, he put that staff together. Uh, I think he's got the foresight to know how to put together a staff. What was one of the biggest knocks on Steve Wilkes and especially Cliff Kingsbury? They didn't have contacts. That Steve Wilkes staff... Back in 2018, is one of the worst staffs in the history of this franchise. Uh, they had court man's joke with with money and with Steve Kime. Cliff right. couldn't build a staff. They didn't have some court. Think you feel good about relationships? We all talk about relationships, and Bruce mm-hmm. Arians had relationships. That's why he could get the the quality coordinators. And Byron Leftwich, you, you try to grow and develop him, and Todd Bowles and the veteran free agents. Dan has that. He has a lot of what you're asking for. But let me, how about this? I got this from Twitter, from our guy Mike on Twitter. He goes, something's brewing. I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on. Okay. I got a call from the Cardinals ticket office today. The only times I've gotten calls from them is when something major happens, a la Cliff was fired, Monty was hired. Now we got another phone call. Could we be 24 hours, 12 hours away from a notification that says Cardinals said, hey, Sean, thanks, but no thanks. We know this isn't genuine. We're going to roll with Dan Quinn. Do you think there could be a Dan Quinn announcement here in the next, I don't know, 12 to 24 hours? I hope it's not. Wow. I you're, hope it's not. You're, anti, you're I, anti-Dan I'm, I'm Quinn? I'm holding out for – I've got my sights set higher. I, I, higher, I, I, than, higher than the guy who took, I would argue, a middling group Dallas defensively. Higher than a guy who, who developed Michael the Parsons. the defensive player of the year. Look, he developed Michael Parsons. You and Parsons. I could – Develop Mike Parsons. Uh, hey, go out there and play football. I don't think Vance number Joseph eleven. Could. Just go out there and play football. But here's here's the thing, and this is what you know the, the chat I think can get on board with. And as we just kind of, it's a frenzy right now. It's a coaching carousel frenzy, and it does feel like we're reaching a fever pitch to where something's going to happen soon. But this is the Arizona Cardinals are going to get a good good coach. They're going to regardless. They're going to get a good coach, and you need to smash the like button for that. Yes. That, that yes. No matter who it is, Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, 
Probably not D'Amico Ryans. But when you look at the odds-on favorites here, the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to have a very bright football mind. And to, to even further that, to your point about Steve Wilkes and Cliff Kingsbury, there were no built relationships yeah. with people within the NFL. Yeah. There was Cliff Staff was, was plug and play. He was in the meetings, but did he have any say in who was going to be on his coaching staff with him? No, unless there were guys with Texas Tech, and, and those guys were quickly fired, if you remember. So the Arizona Cardinals are going to bring in somebody with deep relationship, deep-seated relationships, whether it's Brian Flores, who was in New England for so long, and then he went down to Miami, and then he went up to one of the other, you know, just consistently great franchises in Pittsburgh, a team that just went from 1-7 in seven to over 500 to continue Mike Tomlin's unbelievable streak of being over 500. Learning from Tomlin, Brian Flores did that in one year. I mean, and Dan Quinn, what he's been able to do since he went back to the coordinator ranks after his tenure as a Falcons coach and, and kind of being there and, and pretty much, I mean, Mike McCarthy for the rest of the, his life needs to send a fruit basket to Dan Quinn and his you, family for saving his his, his job. Do you remember, you remember that first year with uh, Mike? Mike yeah. Uh, they were. Horrible. They were. And they had to fire Mike Nolan, and he came in and saved the day. He does have a winning record as a head coach. He's 43 and 42. Not great, not terrible, and went to a Super Bowl and won, should have won the Super Bowl. Like, if you're if you're Michael Bidwell, and again, we've talked about it at nauseum. I brought it up. Go back, if you can, if you can stomach it, watch the episode of Hard Knocks when Michael Bidwell basically stiff arms Cliff Kingsbury and says, You guys are cutting corners in here. That This is not a type ship. So these coaches that they're bringing in, he has a type. Right. They want somebody that's going to come in. <laughs> they want somebody <laughs> to come in. Enough with the GQ country club bullshit. You're right. They want a drill sergeant. For better or worse, and I know that turns a lot of people off, and, and players love Dan Quinn, right? I don't know if players love Brian Flores. I would imagine they've got some good things to say about Dan Quinn is beloved. Michael Parsons said, I will go where you go. So you get the accountability, but mm-hmm. you, they're beloved as well. And that, who's that remind you of? Bruce Arians where Bruce Arians would put his foot up your ass and tell you I love you and put his arm around you. And that and that's what this franchise is missing. And we've got to remember something. At the end of the day, yes, this team needs an offensive savant to, to develop Kyler Murray, but you can't force it if it's not there. And that's what they did with Cliff Kingsbury. They saw Sean McVay and Kyle Shannon and said, we got to have our own version of that. And it didn't work out. They got the great value version of yeah. it. And so are you going to go hire Mike Kafka? Supposedly Shane Stetchen or whatever his name is Stetchen. with with Philadelphia tanked his Carolina Panther interview. That didn't go well. So he's not a front runner there. Hmm. So it's just like let's not force the issue. Let's get the best leader of men regardless of the of the side of the football. And I would just say like right now I, I would argue more talent for this team is on the defensive side. So get them get more out of it. That's one of the biggest indictments of Vance Joseph. You got Byron Murphy and Zach Allen and two first round linebackers and these elite safeties. And your defense was what? 29th in the NFL? 30th in points per game? Right. That's not good enough, Vance. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, but at, at the end of the day, I do. I see Edwin in the chat saying, Quinn, great D coordinator. Does he have it as a head coach? I, I'm i with you. I have my, I'm have skeptical of that because yeah. of what, I, what I've seen from Quinn without an elite offensive coordinator like he had in Kyle Shanahan. Legit- yes. Legitimate concerns. Right. And so you have to have that plan in place. But outside of Sean Payton, you're going to have to have that plan in place for all of these candidates. So uh, it, it should excite you. Um, but also, let's keep in mind here, I mean, the, the most important player in that locker room and, and who you need to get back on the right track, you know, I think Dan Quinn would have the right ability without being too harsh like a guy like, 
Brian Flores, who's already we've seen him handle a young quarterback, right? Yeah. And that yeah. that can be volatile to, to to say the least. But Dan Quinn is more of a guy like the Bruce Arians. I'm gonna I'm gonna coach you hard and then I'm gonna hug you harder yeah. kind of mentality. So that that is give me a little bit. It's a little appealing, but I've never seen Brian Flores with with solid talent on his team coach totally fine because what i've seen i've seen him get more out of a less talented roster before and that's what intrigues me more about Flores than than quinn that's why i've got the edge on him and you'll you'll point to the super bowl and all that but i think dan quinn in those falcons teams were far more talented than what brian flores was dealing with in in miami for the most part he was making it was a rebuild and he was making chicken salad and chicken shit for the most part let's get dan quinn some talent if he becomes the new head coach of the arizona cardinals we're going to talk plenty of draft we're going to talk about where Benjamin Albright thinks things set right now. But first, I want to tell everybody about underdog fantasy. Oh. I am off of year-long fantasy. Get it away from me. I took Cam Akers high. That didn't work out. But guess what? With daily fantasy, like underdog fantasy, I get to press the reset button every single day. What better time than now, ahead of the conference championships, to get signed up with underdog fantasy. Draft your team against five of your buddies and the highest scoring squad for that night wins the cold, hard cash. Bo, you mentioned the Suns are hot. Draft up to six NBA players. No positional limits for the evening. Go head-to-head. We've got Thursday, Friday hoops ahead of this weekend's jam-packed football slate. It's been fantastic. I've been enjoying it. I hope to see the hire of Brock Purdy interceptions. Wouldn't mind seeing the hire of uh, Joe Burrow's touchdowns this weekend. Uh, Yeah, definitely rooting for Philadelphia. I'm going to be doing that heavily on the Underdog Fantasy app. It's so easy, guys. To get started, all you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app on your phone, use the promo code PHNX, get this. Everybody's like, well, I don't know how much to deposit, what should I do, how do I get the free monies, get this. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. You put in a hundy, boom, you get out a hundy and bet with the free money. Go nuts with your buddies on Underdog Fantasy. No other app's giving you that kind of sweet deal, but you got to remember, use the promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy, Bo. Get in on the action today. Another website you can kind of go nuts on, morefurniture.com. Now, I love our four peaks out here, but we are sitting on benches. We need to maybe upgrade their bench setup here. Maybe get them some nice dining room chairs or maybe like a nice, like a, a... a pillow soft bench or sure. something we've seen those yeah. right but we've all been there before where your your wife or your significant other bought you a frug with the directions are limited yeah it's from sweden you don't know how to put it together and it's a disaster that's never going to happen if more furniture more furniture you got all the limited time door busters going on there that you got to check out you got just under two thousand bucks if you spend it you're going to get free delivery at more furniture you've got the white glove delivery so you can say mm, do i want it over there no i want it over here and they're not going to look at you they might look at you wrong but they're going to still do it for you <laughs> and they're going to get your pad set up your living room your dining room you, you know, your office, get yeah. some office furniture in there, pimp out your office and get it looking sweet. Thanks to more furniture. You got to check out all the great deals that they have going on in 2023. Morefurniture.com. I know the Arizona Cardinals are going to have a new head coach incoming. That's likely going to need some, some nice new furniture for their new pad. They need to check it out as well. More furniture, M-O-R furniture.com. Check them out. 
Everybody's softening on old DQ in the chat. Are you guys Culver's fans? What's going on here? It's very persuasive. Yeah, Dan Quinn, uh, I would say polarizing along with Brian Flores. There's not a perfect candidate, and I'm going to admit that. And speaking of candidates, friends and family, <laughs> Benjamin Albright's predictions on Twitter this morning, somebody who's locked in, friend of the program. Mm -hmm. Here's what old Benji told us. On Twitter today, <laughs> I can't say Benji. <laughs> uh, Benjamin said, he's not, a, "He's not a dog." We we've got some momentum here with Flores. He feels like a fit here, mm -hmm. but they'll talk to Peyton, whose market has dried up. What I love about Benjamin uh, is that he's been adamant that Peyton's market has dried up because of Peyton and the Saints, mm -hmm. and then the national media is trying to spin it like, "Well, Sean's feeling out his options." I think Sean's options are limited to the desert or Fox Sports. Uh, and again, nothing wrong with that. But it'll be interesting to see. And then Dan Quinn, we, we feel like there's significant momentum there. He also heard, again, Shane Stetchen. The interview didn't go as hoped, whatever that means. So they have pivoted. Carolina has pivoted. Frank Wright, who the Cardinals did interview last week, Bo, and, of course, our guy Steve Wilkes waiting in the wings. If Cardinal fans don't feel good about your situation, how'd you like to be picking from Steve Wilkes and Frank Wright? Turns out that job isn't as hot as everybody told us. Everybody told us the Houston job and the Carolina job and whatever the hell's going on in Indianapolis. These are great jobs. The fuck they are. <laughs> Nobody wants these jobs. You want to hire Frank Wright, Milk Toast, as your next head coach? Right. So that was the first half, Bo. Here's the second okay. half. So here's the second half on the predictions for Benjamin Albright on Twitter. So I, he's doubling down here. He, he's saying Gannon or Ryan's in Houston while Denver is in on Ryan's, Houston may appeal appeal more, mm -hmm. uh, appeal more, uh, and then Denver, I, the Denver Broncos are interesting, Bo. And we talked about this off air. What if the Cardinals hire Dan Quinn? What if Houston gets D'Amico Ryan's? What if Sean Payton goes back to Fox? David Shaw, that's that that is a nightmare reality for our friends at DMVR. And I like David Shaw, the coach. Fourteen wins in four years. <laughs> this guy's look at you, a David Shaw fan. <laughs> so like, no, of course not. And then we've got Indy. Right. Uh, they want Jeff Saturday, meaning the owner wants Jeff Saturday. Insane. So if the owner well, wants I Jeff mean, Saturday. That's, yeah, it, it, you've got uh, you've got Ursay they want Saturday. The front office doesn't. Who wins? What an absolute just cluster there in Indy. It's doesn't just, this make you feel better about the Cardinals? No, it's you. Sh like, we've never wavered on what this opportunity looks like to candidates, right? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, like, I think misinformation and people, outsiders trying to look in that didn't realize that post-Steve Keim, post Cliff Kingsbury that this is going to be an appealing job. Yes. And nobody believed that because they, they what they know about the Arizona Cardinals is no longer the truth. Yeah. And they have to continue to move forward and they can do that with one of the best options right now in the 23 2023 coaching market. Now let, let's put it all let's put all the, the cards on the table. Yeah. Sean Payton interviews tomorrow. Yep. If the asking price comes down to a reasonable asking price salary compensation from the Saints or to the Saints. And then you're now you're looking at Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, Sean Payton. Who you who are you hiring? Sean Payton. Okay, thank you. It's Sean Payton one A one. I like B, that we did C. like an hour worth of show and, and we finally got to the resolution well, okay. that we got to in November. Does Sean Payton does Sean <laughs> Payton want to coach in twenty twenty three? If he does, and he's not going to flake out in two years, and we had to give up premium draft capital to get him here, I have to be convinced of Michael Bidwell that I'm not going to get, not Bruce Arian, that's not the right term because he helped save this franchise. Mm -hmm. But, like, I need Sean Payton for, at minimum, like five to seven years. I need Sean Payton. If Sean Payton's pursuing a Hall of Fame gold jacket, 
I want him to be convinced that he can come here and help me win a championship for the first time in my franchise. It's not going to be a perfect situation, Sean. You're going to come here, and you're going to have to fix some things, and you're going to have to compete against three other elite head coaches in the NFC West. Are you ready for that, or are you wish-washy? If you're wishy-washy, Bo, then I'm not interested. Yeah, no doubt about it. You want every, you want any coach that comes here all in and in, in, in investing in the Arizona Cardinals because the Arizona Cardinals are, I mean, the sunset on the previous tenure, right? Yeah. It's it's a new day for the Arizona Cardinals. Do you want to be a part of it? It's kind of a blank canvas. We've got some really, really intelligent football guys that we brought in. Right. Do you want to join this and, and take this this organization to heights that it hasn't reached before? Right. And that's and that's consistently competing. That's getting this this quarterback that we locked in through 2027 back on track. And you look at that. That's probably your target date. Right. At the very least, 2027. So that's about, you know, you're looking at four to five years Mm -hmm. and that you want Sean Payton. I think he can do a lot of work during that time. Yeah. It just to me, if it's if you can get to a point where Sean maybe has been humbled by all of this, if the Mm -hmm. Saints have been humbled, the Saints are just like, just give us your first next year. We'll move on. Everybody's happy, but if if they yeah, come in, there, I don't think that's too rich. No, if they come in here guns a blazing, and they're like, yeah, the offer is still, uh, Sean gets twenty five to thirty million dollars a year. We want all personnel control. Right. Uh, we want you know your firstborn kid and multiple ones and twos. <laughs> Remember what they were leaking out? It was like two ones and a two to right. get the con- no. No. You, how about that was none? just the beat writers. How about none? Right. Uh, if it's reasonable, he's he's number one. Who is your realistic, given that D'Amico looks like he's out of the picture, mm-hmm. who is your realistic number two today? Brian Flores. Why is that? Because, Over Dan Quinn. I, th- I thought I already just, you know, talked through this. Why okay. I like Brian Flores, because th- I think that Brian Flores did more with less in Miami okay. than, than Dan Quinn did a, a solid job with the Falcons when he had a stack deck. Does it worry you that Dan Quinn's getting head coaching interviews and Flores outside of Arizona is not getting head coaching interviews? Sure, but also I think that the guys that know Flores are sold on Flores, and that's fine with me. That's all I need. What if you could get him to come and join the staff as a D.C.? Love it. Yeah, I mean, I, we're not talking about that enough because Brian's going to go there and, well, and be a D.C. Especially somewhere. Especially with Fangio and him trending towards South Beach in yeah. Miami, like – you're saying, well, there's Sean Payton's DC. He's like, no, I think that there's more defensive coordinator talent to be had at yeah. this point than there because there's so many vacancies with the offense for the offensive coordinator. But DC, it seems like there's a ton of talent out there. Yeah, and I mean, we've already seen that Flores would have his old defensive backs coach mm-hmm. from Miami potentially be his his DC his his former DCs available if you want him as, as well. So there's options there. So I'm not that much. That's not I'm not that concerned. It just seems like if you go with the defensive guy, what are the names that you're throwing around for for offensive coordinator? Because what I'm seeing for these openings, it, it seems like a ton of retreads with you know the Jets job. Yeah. What what who went through and interviewed before Bill O'Brien locked up the Patriots job? That's that's got to be a huge concern for Cardinals fans if you go with the defensive guy. Now Dan Quinn's coming from Dallas. He's got some ties there. Where they they've been very impressive on the offensive side of the football. Is there somebody waiting in the wings there, you know, working behind a Kellen Moore that's helping with the game planning and helping with the scheming? I think that's the first place you look at a yeah. receiver coach, a quarterback coach, a running backs coach, somebody that I mean, he's he's got when you have these kind of interviews, you're going to be asked what your staff is going to look like. How are you going to build out your staff? The anomaly to that, the the exception I should say, was Cliff Kingsbury saying, Yeah, I'm gonna fix the offense by myself. 
I need help getting a defensive coordinator. And yeah. that's where Steve Kime and company came in, and they hired Vance Joseph, who had no pre-existing relationship with Cliff Kingsbury. That is, that is dead and buried. The Cardinals, whomever comes here, whether it's Quinn or Flores or Sean Payton, is going to have an outline, a resume of who they want to bring on. And that's a good feeling. And I know we're, we're sitting here, and it's almost the end of January, and none of these jobs are, are filled. Mm-hmm. Do you get this sense, Bo, because everybody's kind of slow playing this because a lot of candidates that they want to talk to are in the are conference championships. They can't speak to them next week. It feels like the Cardinals contenders are not in that group. Flores is available now. You can hire him tomorrow. Right. Sean Payton's available now. You hire him tomorrow. Same mm-hmm. with Dan Quinn. Could we see a reverse course of action where the Bidwells historically have been one of the last to the party? Could Michael Bidwell set the trend and be the first domino that falls here well, and I hire think a they coach? Just, they played it well, yeah. which you very rarely can give credit to the Arizona Cardinals for. I mean, and you look at Denver, where they just completely misplayed this thing. Yes. And, and not to, I think Peyton played a role in that. Obviously, the Jim Harbaugh thing was weird. Like, Jim Harbaugh wanted to continually talk to them, and they're like, no, we want to interview more people and, and do our due diligence, right? Um, but at the at the end of the day, when you look at who they're vying for and, and yeah. their timeline, it's like, what was the whole point then? Like, what was the whole point of firing uh, Hackett yeah. right before the end of the season to get ahead of this? Where <laughs> you're probably going to be one, you're not going to be the first team probably no. to hire somebody. So unless it's David Shaw, which would be, it would be ridiculous. All this, and and you end up with a guy who basically was not forced to resign, but resigned because he wanted to resign with some sort of dignity. dignity uh, after winning 14 games in four years at Stanford, so yeah. it's I think it's just Michael Bidwell was he. It seems like he did exactly what we thought he should do in November. I'm not trying to like puff our chest out and say hey, no, do it, are, do it, give us it, credit. He 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 played every his cards so close to his to his chest, right? Yeah. I mean, he was he was so tight with he he tightened his inner circle. He relied on people he trusted, yeah. and it wasn't the same people that he, you know, to a fault trusted for so long. And Steve Kime and, and other people who've been in this organization for too long, and and he and he, he played it tight, and and he played it right, right. And and yeah. as far as how he went about this process, it, he could land, you know, the top candidate as far as how interviews go tomorrow for a price that people didn't expect, or you could get one of these top coordinators that that are. Available. I like Derek John S.'s comment in the chat saying that the new GM in Arizona is stronger than Denver's. You have to hit your oh, wagon. Not even close, You have right? to hit your wagon if you're Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryans or Dan Quinn or whomever to a guy who hired Nathaniel Hackett, to a guy that traded for Russell Wilson, now one of the worst trades in NFL history, and a guy who, yeah, he took Patrick Sertain, but he made those comments like, well, franchise quarterbacks can be found every year. Number one corners, you, you got to – you know, those are those are rare. Those are a rare commodity. Remember when he passed on Justin Fields and he came out and said that? I think there's a stench around the Broncos. We love our peeps at DMBR, but there was a report last <laughs> night, Bo. I was texting you this morning that Is this j- true? Yes, yes. It seems like it's true. We I listened to the DMBR Broncos show earlier today, and it, I mean they feel like it, there's some legitimacy to it. That the Broncos new owner from Jeff Duncan, right? Yeah. yeah. Jeff Duncan, who's a reporter in Denver, came out and basically said nonchalantly on on radio that the Broncos' new owner held off interviews this week because he's out hunting, and he wants to come back and do them in person, but he's got to finish hunting first. Yeah. If that yeah. was Michael Bidwell, there would be picket signs in front of right. uh, State Farm Stadium. Well, there's the ownership stability, right? He's up in a deer stand, and he's trying to pick off some some deer that he's been hunting for the last couple of days. Nice franchise. He's got a nice aroma around him. Yeah. 
maybe some animal urine. I don't know. Maybe got the, the newest fatigues. By the way, Jeff Duncan <laughs> had to walk that back on he Twitter. He said, I didn't have it double source. My right. apologies. That's That sounds like it came from a candidate. And they said that to Jeff Duncan kind of nonchalant, and he ran with it. Um, why? I mean, something then, like he that. He also posted, yes, yeah, I, 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 Duncan's kind of polarizing to me because he, he posted a picture of Michael Jordan, how many shots he's missed in his career. It's like, whoa, what are we doing here? <laughs> he's comparing himself yeah, to Michael yeah. Jordan. It's like sometimes even the greats miss shots, oh, right? And it makes us better at the end of We've the day. We've all it's had like, to take a beat off of right. Twitter. I've had to do it. You need to do it, Mr. Duncan. <laughs> but, take 48 hours off but of the if there's any, if there's any truth to that, when and and it's there's and you and everything we've heard about Denver is why that they would be appealing to these candidates because ownership stability yeah and the guy's not even on the grid when they're making the most important decision for the franchise going forward after failing horribly but they have all this money they Bo fight. they have all this Walmart money that everybody keeps telling Hackett, us about Nathaniel Hackett lasted eight months. Or ten months, yeah. I don't know, not even a year. Vance Joseph, and you're up in a, dr- a deer Fangio, stand, and Nathaniel you're in Hackett <laughs> you're, are their last three head coaches. You're in camouflage, and you're hunting a deer while you're trying to make the biggest decision. Did Sean, did Sean Payton did, tell them to fuck off? They, Is there a they have deep pockets. That's it. That's all they have. They have deep pockets, and they've got John Elway winning a Super Bowl a long time ago. They were tweeting about John Elway today, and it's just like Russell Wilson is poison. Is that it? That's it, right? Is it Russell Wilson? Is he the most? It has kinda, to be because their roster's fine. I mean, they don't have yeah. any picks, but like they were, you were talking about, they were like celebrating like two touchdown games at the end of the year for right. Russell. Look, he's not washed. Everybody, <laughs> we did it. It was Nathaniel Hackett who was embarrassing us on Nickelodeon. Uh, the Cardinals are the only team that can come out of this and say clean slate, new GM, new personnel guy. This these guys are from X, Y, and Z. They have no ties to this roster. Do whatever you want. And I don't. Wanna, I know people want to throw the Kyler Murray contract and that whole thing. If Sean Payton comes here and wants to get rid of Kyler Murray in two years, guess yeah. who's going to be gone? They're going to draft somebody else. And I'm not saying I'm advocating for that. I would think Kyler Murray is a, if he comes back and is healthy, is a lure for a lot of these offensive coaches. But man, like Denver, George Patton's still around after a series of miscues. Houston has gone through two head coaches in two years. That GM is still around, right? These The Carolina guy, he's still around after hiring Matt Rule. Yeah. Like, the Cardinals have a clean slate here, and not mm. enough people are talking about that. Brian, super chat too. Our super chat so much. Thanks so much. And uh, Walmart employees don't last. Not a headline. Oh man. Lol. No, I mean, it's like, yeah, our owner might not. He, he's actually hunting right now, Sean. We, we could have maybe uh, Fred, our Walmart greeter here at yeah. our Denver location, maybe uh, conduct it. Yeah. Do you mind? Oh man. That, Stability. That, that's good stuff. So I'm traded I'm, the farm for hey, Russell Wilson. I'm a target Locked guy. Locked him in. Yeah. We like we like Target. We like our DQ soft serve. It's easy, right? It's, yeah. It's Target. It's Walmart, and then very low now, Kmart. Walmart's really Walmart's lower than Kmart. I can't. No. The Maricopa Walmart is the bane of my existence. <laughs> it's like man, you would think we're still at the height of the pandemic. There's nothing on the shelves, right? It's it's there's it's no abysmal. way Kmart's are barely even around. I would still get a Kmart over a Walmart. No, Maricopa. you're crazy. You're crazy. Emma, producer Emma, you guys, you like Walmart? What's going on? Hey, I'm a broke college student. Walmart oh, okay. saves my day. All Their right. groceries are extra cheap. I get those chicken titties for. <laughs> I'm sorry. The what? <laughs> They're chicken titties. Oh, chicken breasts. Okay. They're good. They're right. On the low low, Walmart. Chef's kiss. All right. Fuck the, your Kmart. Uh, well, wow. we okay. Well, but, hey, we're all tar- times are tough here. We're all Target stands, though, right? We are. We Can are. you at least agree on the Target there, Emma? The dollar spot? You know, I'm okay. Target, I'm a little biased on simply because I worked at Target for three months. Uh, okay. So I'm not the 
biggest fan of like cor- the corporation side, but the store itself, mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss, love the layout, love the way they do the <laughs> I'm layout. I'm glad we were able to keep Emma longer than Target. We've had Emma here longer than the three months of the incumbency period at Target. So let, let's let's after having a breakdown this team though at four and thirteen we almost lost her back to target we did but we you know what we're casting a wide net here at PHX. oh yeah we're casting a very wide net no doubt about it oh man so, yeah everybody's killing the chat in there Edwin I I know that they had Peyton Manning Peyton Manning has been the crutch for two just like John Elway was yeah, a crutch he, he was a crutch for in Indy for a long time got them to the top of the mountain and he was also able to do it on his way out right off into the sunset. And helped uh, John Elway save face for at least a few years, but uh, <laughs> Team Kirkland signature, yeah, that's uh, that's Costco, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm a Costco stand. I like it. It's yeah. a, it, you just got to go in there throwing elbows, right? At the end of the day, the the point of this is <laughs> uh, Michael Bidwell. For everybody who right. wanted to say at the end of the season, and we were on we were on the cliff, right? For lack of a better <laughs> term, no pun intended, from pivoting for Michael Bidwell. We were going to give him every opportunity to make things right. But if he were to run it back and basically say, I sign these guys to these extensions, I'm going to see them through, kind of like what's happening with Brandon Staley and company, we would have been off that cliff. And a lot of people would have pointed fairly to Michael Bidwell and said, you are like your dad as a professional, mm-hmm. as an owner, not the late you know, Bill Bidwell, the person. He just was not a good football owner. They were the laughing stock of the NFL. Michael has come in. And this is not a Michael Bidwell stand rant here. Mm-hmm. But I just want to put everything in context for some of the younger fans out there. He's come in. He's got the stadium built. He hired Ken Wisenhunt. They got to a Super Bowl. He hired Bruce Arians. They've had some success under him. Now it's time to take an up a notch. And he has done all the right things. He's pushed all the right buttons. If we are 72 hours away from a Sean Payton deal with Michael Bidwell, we will have parades in the, in the streets yeah. here in Tempe. Behind Four Peaks. Yeah, I saw uh, somebody ask in the in the chat, is he Dar- Dennis Erickson 2.0? Failed Sun Devils coach, guy who was all over the place, Miami, yeah. coached it for the Niners, I believe, in yeah. the NFL. No, I, I, I don't get those vibes at all. I, I see somebody who's excited to get back in the game, isn't just kind of sign the, ne- the next deal with whatever the next team is. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he seems like he's, he's just passionate about it. He seems like... He's is very reminiscent more of Bruce Arians than way for, further than than Dennis Erickson is, uh, or Joe Gibbs for that matter. Where he hasn't been away from the game for too long, he's stayed in. He's he's kind of kept up with the trends. When you hear him talk on Fox, when you hear him talk on Colin Cowherd, he's a guy that's a wealth of knowledge as far as the current game schematically, offensively, yeah. And that excites you. He's, I mean, so I'm I'm not concerned that if if they pay him what he's going to command. That he, he's going to be a bust and he's going to be a guy that's just going to mail it in to just collect the paycheck. Let's turn the clocks back about 30 days. Does anybody remember December 31st? It was New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It was the Fiesta Bowl. Who was in town for the Fiesta Bowl? Sean Payton and his family to watch TCU in Michigan. Where was that at? That was at State Farm Stadium, mm-hmm. right? And then... Michael Bidwell gives my co-host here a little smirk when he asks about the opportunity of maybe yeah. interviewing Sean Payton just a few weeks later. And then everything gets quiet. And they let the media and these other teams take their best shot at Sean Payton. And everybody gets excited about the Broncos, and he's going to Carolina. And that's all fizzled out. And as we sit here at the end of January, tomorrow Sean Payton's going to be in Arizona with no remaining interviews left on his schedule. The media, the national media, has buried Sean Payton. He says he's going back to Fox. He's got too many options. He's going to wait out the L.A. jobs. It just, this seems so telegraphed. It's obvious, right? It has to be telegraphed to some extent. 
that there was a conversation off the record between Michael Bidwell and Sean Payton when he was here for the Fiesta Bowl. Close, he would have been on his way to San Francisco soon after. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, let's connect at the end of January. We've got genuine interest. Let me get some people in here that know what they're doing. Let's have a text chain going on. This this interview... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I was a week off on that. I, I, I just feel like this interview is not a throwaway interview. The Cardinals, why would you put on a dog and pony show for a guy who's got his foot out the door going back to Fox? I, Michael Bidwell has played everything close to the chest. We got word. I got word from a buddy of mine who's tapped in who said that Michael Bidwell is in the dark. No one can get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. That's got to make you feel really good if you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, and, and, and how you kind of see these odds fluctuating. I mean, how many times have they changed in the last 48 hours? Yeah. I mean, you had Brian Flores has stayed steady at the as the favorite, right, at, at around plus 115. Yeah. And then it's been it was Sean Payton at like plus two fifty. Now he's down to plus seven hundred, I believe, right? Yeah. And then you, D'Amico Ryan's was up to five fifty. Vance Joseph's crypto stock he continues to <laughs> just plummet. And you've got guys like Dan Quinn who are who are, who are rising up, right? And and he goes from plus sixteen hundred to according to our guy Saul, who got him at plus twelve hundred to now he's plus three hundred. I believe he's the second best or betting favorite for the Cardinals right now. So I, it's. It's crazy. It's it's tough to get up to, kind of keep up with, and, and you can read all the reports. You can get paralysis by over analysis because it's 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 crazy that all this conversation we're having and the Cardinals haven't had a true sit down with Sean Payton. Um, it, like if if I'm Michael Bidwell, if I'm Monty Austinfort, and I'm sitting with Sean Payton across from me, I say, look, if you want to come here and you believe in Kyler Murray and you think that we can expedite a rebuild and get back to where you were during the bulk of your Saints tenure and turn this franchise around and take it to new heights, then we need you to first don't talk to your ex any longer. Like no more conversations with Mickey Loomis and having respect for his, what he wants to do and he has to have a job to do. You have to keep in mind that this is a rebuild here. We need as many assets as possible. What are we talking here? What are we talking about your compensation and what are we talking about? What you're, the the Saints are going to ask for to get to let you go? I love the comment in the chat, and I apologize who who put this out there. But you think Michael Bidwell paid all that money to hire Frank Wright? I mean, you're going to move off of Cliff right. Kingsbury and Steve Kime. You're going to eat those contracts. You're going to talk about casting well, that was a white the same net. Vance Joseph conversation. Yeah, had. it's like get the hell out of here with that. And and it was the same. And we love the national media, but it was the same guys who were plugged in saying Vance is going to be the guy for this job, and they're going to hire co GMs. I'm sorry. There's about a, a group of people right now batting about zero for the Arizona Cardinals and their predictions this offseason. So for anybody to tell us that this Sean Payton dream is dead just because there's rumored reports about him being out in Denver, so that's it. I, I'm sorry. Does this does this interview not mean anything? It yeah. must not, right? This is just kind of a cup of coffee flash in the pan thing. The Cardinals have Dan Quinn in the house today. That's a real legitimate candidate for this job. Just like I believe Sean Payton is. I see in the chat uh, our guy Desert Swarm caps lock on. What is the cutoff for compensation for Sean Payton, Johnny? What's your cutoff? My cutoff would be, especially seeing how things have played out. Yeah, no problem. I would say you can have our one of our thirds this year, preferably the comp third at the end of the third round, and you can have our first round pick next year. That is about as rich as I'm going to go. Uh, I think pick 35 is incredibly valuable. If they wanted that straight up, I'm fine with that. You have to understand with compensation, the way NFL teams look at it, a pick in the future is worth a devalued round down. So a a first-round pick next year is the equivalent of a second-round pick this year. So pick 35, uh, I'm sorry, that's that's about as good as you're going to get from anybody this year. 
You want pick 35 and, and a throwaway pick next year, I'm fine with that. And, and the Saints are having a, a sober wake-up call yeah. today. I mean, Hello? They're, they're realizing that if he doesn't sign with one of the five vacancies this year, as far as any leverage they had, it's gone come next year. No. Like, you're, the longer you're out of the game, the less people want you. You know who's going to be in demand next year? All the hot coordinators and candidates that didn't get jobs this year. The D'Amico Ryans of next year, right? Hell, Dan Quinn may not get a job next year, and he'll run it back. So I just don't overplay your hand, New Orleans, because tomorrow, it seems like, is your last opportunity to get some real compensation for the coach that won you your only championship in franchise history. Do right by him. If Sean Payton wants this job, help him make it work with the franchise that wants to take him on. Yeah, we're seeing some questions about DeAndre Hopkins as we talk about recouping, recouping some of that draft compensation that you would send to New Orleans in order to hire a guy like Sean Payton. Could you get it from DeAndre Hopkins? Albert Breer had a deep dive on the Monday morning quarterback today, kind of examining it. And, you know, obviously at 31, he's not the wide receiver crop from last year that fetched a bunch of first-round picks. Like, he's not Devontae Adams. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not A.J. Brown. He's not even Hollywood Brown, for that matter, because of his age and what he's making. But, you know, Breer was saying day two pick, right? Wasn't he saying yeah, that? Yeah, and there's a big difference between an early second and a late third. Right. I To me, if, you're, if you can't get at least a second for DeAndre Hopkins – then I'm, I'm passing on any trade. And the second round, as we know, goes into like the 60s. Right. It goes to like pick 62 to 63. If you can get a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to have a conversation. Maybe There's, throw in a fourth or a fifth. I'm not giving up. Look at the, the wide receiver crop that hits the market this season. I mean, you've got now until draft time, basically. Yeah. And you can pretty much, you'll see some takers. Second round pick would be a steal for a Baltimore, for... Probably. They don't have a second this well, year. Well, that's convenient. I know. Um, and then and, and and you think about New England now have yeah. put themselves in a tough corner with the hiring of Bill O'Brien. There will be takers, though. Right. There will. I mean, and you'll you'll be able to find a, a pretty sweet deal. I, I don't think you're not going to get nothing in return for well, a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. And, and Baltimore also has pick 22. So if there's a scenario mm. you want to do a pick swap and maybe you give Baltimore, uh, you know, one of your picks in D-Hop and you're able to get pick 22 – that's that's an option. The Cardinals traded, of course, with Hollywood Brown last year and Baltimore. They have the history. Anquan Bolden, once upon a time, went to Baltimore for uh, a pair of thirds. So, yeah. I mean, it. DeAndre Hopkins, to me, it really is just going to come down to what Monty Austin Ford and the new head coach want to do. But if they're building out for the next five to ten years, if somebody gives you something of value, you have to consider it. But you cannot just give him away. We saw Dallas's passing game in the postseason. And I know a lot of people think, well, the Cardinals are going to be in the playoffs next year. We don't know. The NFC's garbage. Daniel Jones won a playoff game this year. Dallas couldn't <laughs> move the football. They could have used Amari Cooper. They yeah. probably would have won that game. So I, I'm not in the business of helping other teams by giving away DeAndre Hopkins. But if it's a valuable pick, we can have a discussion. Yeah, no doubt about it. Great, great stuff in the chat, as always. Bees saying he agrees with me on Dan Quinn. Great coordinator. Not a great head coach. Let, okay, let's let's People end on this. People are saying your jacket's fire. Oh, thanks. Yeah. This is from Homage. They sent it to me. I appreciate Homage, but I love GoPHNX.com and the PHNX Merchandise homage? Locker. Homage? Homage? You pay an homage to to somebody? Yeah. Okay, let me let me put you on the yeah. spot here. If they hire Dan Quinn tonight and we do an emergency podcast or we do a show tomorrow, are you going to be disappointed? Are you going to be disappointed? If they hire Dan Quinn tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So you're going to get on this show, yeah. And this coordinator that was a hot coordinator mm-hmm. that led a top defense because of who's still available. Bowl, because of who's still available. Is Sean, you're going to know Sean Payton's not available by hiring Dan. Quinn. Okay. So he's off, and right. then D'Amico Ryan's is off. Yeah, I just I, I would be disappointed, but it, wow. it would be. It, but that doesn't make it's a, a bad hire. Disappointed I, makes it a bad hire. No, it doesn't. No. Disappointing is Vance Joseph. Disappointing is that's utterly disappointing. Aaron Glenn. That's that's disappointing. No, that's like I go into a dark room and don't come out for weeks. Disappointed. <laughs> that's clipping, clipping. <laughs> that's is disappointing. Right. No, it, it's not. It's it's disappointing. Disappointing relative to who I'd be. It's ecstatic about I, it that they hired. That's disappointing. That that you're going to be disappointed. That disappoints me to, to <laughs> hear you be, say that. No, I'm not going to be a thief of your joy just because I'm not. Bo and I talk all the time, and Bo can't not, get excited about Dan Quinn. We've got a problem. It's just the needle just doesn't move for for a guy like Dan Quinn for me. But he's fine. He's good. We're we're better than good <laughs> here at GoPHNX.com. Become a diehard. We've got so many events coming up. It's insane. Yeah. We're going to be out at hopefully the waste management. We're going to be hanging at Super Bowl week. We're going to be at the combine. My counterpart here is going to be at the Senior Bowl next week. Check out all the exclusive content, including. From Howard Balzer, the guy who broke the news of Sean Payton coming to Arizona. Check him out. Promo code Howard at gophnx.com, our official beat reporter. He's going to have content coming up here in the next couple of weeks. You don't want to miss out. 90% of it is for free. Unlike many sites with the payroll, 90% of gophnx.com is where you want to be. Plus, a diehard membership gets you exclusive Discord. Come yell at Bo and I. Come pick up a fresh hat or tea for free when you become a diehard at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We got 364 people in this chat. God bless you from the football gods. Mm -hmm. Please like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports if you have not done so already. We do this every single day. We're cranking out pods and live shows on the reg, and we're keeping it real. With all due respect to everybody else in the Valley, PHNX is where it's at. Bo's going to Senior Bowl next week. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm going to be in the uh, just. And so am I. <laughs> right. There's Shane, too. Uh, just, you know, obviously Mobile, Alabama. We're going to see uh, just the America's heartland down there. Trey McBride. Trey Once McBride. Yeah, that's where he was just a prospect and in the glimmer of the uh, Cardinal's eye. And now he's an Arizona Cardinal. Having a strong That's finish right. to the season. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have content coming from the Senior Bowl. And, look, in the press conference, I'm not going to tell Dan Quinn I'm disappointed. I think it's going to be Well, you're be not going to be here. I'm going to take care of that. <laughs> Bo's going to be in Mobile looking at a couple. Mobile. For, mobile. Yeah. Mobile and Mobile looking at a couple, <laughs> you know, offensive guards. And I'm going to be talking to Dan Quinn. That's right. It's probably best. It is for, probably for the best. <laughs> it's for the best that you subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much to Four Peaks here in Tempe. Come check them out. Your premier brewing company here in Arizona. We love them so much. We love all of you. Thank you for the countless, endless messages and support. We are back to put a bow on this week. Manana, 4 p.m. From No, tomorrow's Wednesday. Why did I think tomorrow was Friday? Tomorrow Tomorrow is Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah. So we're it's keep... Sean Payton Day, folks. I, I, I thought today was Thursday. It's not. <laughs> I'm tired, but we're fired up. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. I almost pulled that off. See you, everybody. Thanks for being here.